Welcome to the Indie Comics section. Join us as we take you through the pages of some of the best stories and art available in comics. We'll talk to creators, hear about their inspiration and creative process, and then we'll read their comic and discuss it together. We hope you'll join us on this journey into some incredible comics and find some new favorites along the way. Well, I just, I mean, Comic-Con, you know, Comic-Con's next week and, and like, it's it's just so much and I haven't seen you or talked to you in so long, you know, but I'm just glad to do it now. And we're recording. <laughs> we are recording. Um, already. This this is Tyler. And this is Jeff. And we are doing another Indie Mini for the first time in a few months. Yay uh, for Indie Minis. Last time we did Ryan Cady, who is from Top Cow and had done the, the DC uh, intern, not intern, but the creative person program thing. He, he he did something for DC, and that's really cool. We're all jealous of him. But we are talking to writers one of my... Do what? The Writer's Workshop. The Writer's Workshop, that's what it was. Writer's Workshop. But we're talking to one of my favorite people in this entire world, and one of my favorite people... And one I've of mine, too. ...doing GGG. Yeah, that's right. And like also, uh, best, uh, best hugger. And apparently he's one <laughs> half of the uh, what? What do you guys call it again at, the, at Top Cow? The uh, me and Ryan and uh, Vince were the bad boys of Top Cow. The bad we have one third of the bad boys of Top Cow. Now we have two thirds. We just got to get Vince on here, and uh, we'll, we'll do. We'll have Vince on here, and we'll make him like dance as well because we all know how much Vince loves to dance. But uh, we are talking to uh, Mr. <laughs> Dylan Gray. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Dylan, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's uh, it's good to hear your guys' voices. You guys are wonderful. I'm really excited to be on here. This is so much better than just like Facebook Messenger that what we've been doing for like the longest time. Like, hey, how have you been? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good too. Go cool. I'll talk to you in two weeks, two more weeks. <laughs> yeah, we're well, adding the phone number. You can call me and text me anytime. We can do that, that via is, that phone is, too. That is true. I do. I, I have your number too. I'm I'm weird. I'm the min- I'm like the minority. I love Facebook Messenger more than text. I don't know why. I just I do. <laughs> you can send gifts like n- no problem, and it's there. It, it's it's great. The only problem is that I don't have unlimited data. So, <laughs> yeah. But, there you go. Oh man, you call oh, me sometime, right? <laughs> heck yeah, let's do it, and I'll send you some gifts as well. No, uh, <laughs> what? Um, so, alrighty. So we are here because of one thing. You have a new anthology coming out, Comic Con, like I was just previously talking about. It's coming out, and you have some uh, some fun stuff going on. And we just want this to be a spotlight on the Mister Dylan Gray, the bad boy of Top Cow. And um, tell us a little bit about the anthology that you were part of. It, the anthology is called Accidental Aliens. It's a creator group out of San Diego, California. And they're, uh, I met them in 2015 at Comic-Con. Uh, real nice dudes. I would see them at conventions. Real great. And then they finally put out an anthology last year for the first time. And I have just loved the way the book layout was. They had a really cool holographic cover. And I told them, I was like, look, I want to be a part of this. You guys are awesome. You're real fans. You're, you're real comic book people. You come from comics. Like, what do I got to do to be a part of it? And they're like, uh, you just have to be you. Like, you have a story, submit it. <laughs> you just I have to on- be a person? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, um, I uh, yeah, I didn't, um, I had a story I was already putting together where, uh, 
little six page well it was actually eight pages originally and i was just gonna put it online for free and just you know just to get content out there because i'm ready to start my writing career and they uh, and when i approached them to get come on to their anthology i decided to bring it there and really worked out i got to work with travis ames who uh you might have met before at conventions and stuff real cool dude we we matched together really well and i pitched like three projects to him before he finally found a pit project that he was like, okay, I'm on board. And uh, we had to rework the script a few times. And then I thought it was an eight page anthology, but it was a six page thing story I was supposed to have. So I had to edit it down two pages. And I remember him hitting me up and he said, okay, like, this is great, dude. But like, I don't know. I don't want your feelings. I was like, no, please just give me some pointers here. And he like laid into me for an hour. I say he berated me. He's like, no he berated me and it was but it was a really good berating that i needed you know and i ended up knocking out and he i sent him a script like two days later he's like this is the one this is beautiful and so uh this yeah. whole process was really great Just <laughs> he's like i'm done now <laughs> yeah how to destroy more dreams <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah no it was it was a great experience i really like it i learned a lot about writing and everything and the story is called Tale of Rust. It's about an anthropomorphic cyborg walrus named Walter Rust. And um, I, I, yeah, it's like this mix of sci-fi and fantasy, like magic and science and all that kind of stuff. And I just had fun with it. I, I didn't think it would really go anywhere. But then the more people would read it, they really wanted to see more of my characters. And I, and like, I like got turned into doing more. So... From now, every year for the anthology now, I'm going to do a different Tale of Rust. See, that's with me, like, because I like to write as well. And uh, the one thing, whenever people are like, oh, I want to see where the story goes. I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. That's, that's awesome. Whenever I have anybody, like, that, that's a compliment I don't ever get. Or, like, you know, a lot of writers don't ever get. And I think it's a lot better is when people are like, I want to see where these characters are going. So you're like, oh, so you're actually, like, taking, like, notes as to these fictional people that I'm, I'm creating and actually, actually building this world around is a lot more important than what a story is. I don't know. For me, for me, I think that it's like a way cooler, um, like, uh, I guess, compliment. So that's that's amazing, at least for me. I don't know how you feel about it. So I was, like I said, I, I was not expecting it. And I told Travis, I was like, look, man, like, maybe this will go somewhere. Maybe it will. I'm planning on it not going anywhere. Like, who's going to be into this? It's a it's a cyborg walrus. And that's literally the reason why everyone was into it. It's because it was a cyborg walrus. <laughs> I'm sold already because I love walruses. Yeah, man. Hey, we have elephant, man. Now we need so, cyborg walruses. Yeah. Well, these he's so Walter <laughs> Rust scientific industrial society and they're all anthropomorphic cyborg um uh, uh characters uh, the next in the next issue you get to meet gina raft which is a giraffe and yes. she has this oh, wow. extendo okay. neck like the guy from he-man you know what i'm saying yeah oh my <laughs> and um we have woodrow peckham which is a woodpecker and this is nice. the best <laughs> Well done. But recreated. And this is Walter's uh, nemesis, okay? Dolph Finland. He's a dolphin. Oh, I thought you were going like, to throw us on a curve there and be like, does oh, he yeah, have, does he's he have a blonde, T-Rex. Does he have blonde hair by any chance? <laughs> he is totally sounded like Dolph Lundgren there. <laughs> he's exactly off of Dolph Lundgren. Like, same that voice, is amazing. everything. I love it. I love it. 
Okay. And he can smell crime. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's just it, I I love where you're going with this. So when you're mentioning the uh, when you're mentioning the futuristic te- technological kind of thing, could you kind of almost classify it also, almost with the uh, with the uh, cyberpunk genre too? You think, or is it uh, more uh, more just you know futuristic kind of thing? You would think. You know, this uh, this place that takes place it's called the land of genre literally it's broken literally down literally the land of genre literally <laughs> wow. you have sci-fi you have fantasy uh you, there's a post-apocalyptic area there's oh, there's going wow. to be a jungle like it's everything you know what i'm saying i want to have fun with it mix genres and bring like magic and technology together so no i would not say cyberpunk at all i would say like old school Sci-fi where there was almost fantasy. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, very yeah. science fantasy kind of thing. Now that actually sounds really good. I like that a lot, actually. That does. Yeah, exactly. It sounds like a return to, it, like you said, a return to old school kind of roots with regard to your sci-fi or your sci-fantasy. Yeah. And that stuff I think is lacking lately. So <laughs> I, I think you've, uh, I sure. think you've kind of struck uh, gold in an old vein, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> did um, how did you come up with a cybernetic walrus? Um, you know, it just came to me. Uh, no, actually, no, 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 no. That's not right. Uh, my wa- wife said it to me years ago. She's like, you should make a robotic walrus. Like, I don't remember what she pitched it to me. And I always was like, that's kind of, I put it like in the back of my head. And then finally it all, it all came together. And I was like, you know what? That's, I think I'm going to use it for this one. It's going to be good. Yeah. I actually originally wrote this script for another project, uh, and he he said I went too sci-fi with it. He wanted me to be more in the magic realm with it, so I wrote a different script, which he loved. But then the the whole project got canceled, so I never got to be published with it. But then um, I just, I loved the story that I wrote for this, and I wanted to keep it and the characters. Yeah. I just needed to change it around to a different world, and so uh, like like Walter's uh, sidekick, or no, nah, I would say partner his name is Leif and he's like uh he's a viking like a futuristic viking and oh, he was nice yeah he uh, his actual title which was made by Chris he's a techno viking warlord <laughs> oh wow <laughs> yeah he and he wasn't so i did not plan at all for him to be uh a viking i literally used the name Leif as a placeholder in my script because it was a quick four-letter word that I could think of. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Right. So then he just kept drawing it as he's like, I can't not see a Viking, dude. Like, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I, all right, let's go with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> were you reading other comics that were, um, you know, to kind of build on the story or kind of build on the world or at least the characters? I guess you were right. Because I- I'm kind of getting like, like I would totally be like reading like Battle Pope if I was like writing a story like this. Yeah, no, uh, honestly, um, yeah, I'm, t- I'm taking from different things, I should say, you know what I'm saying? Because it's the land of genre, you yeah, know, right. so like, for instance, the next anthology is a creature feature. So I decided I wanted to do the creature from the Black Lagoon because everyone's going to do all these kaiju. Yes. Ah, yes. And the creature is totally underrated and he's so co- He's such a vicious amphibious reptile. Like, let's do yeah, something yeah. with it. Yeah. You know, so like we, me and Travis, when we, we drove down from, uh, remember you actually hit me up on that day. I drove down to San Diego yeah. to get my books and do the signing for all of our Kickstarter backers. And we, we just workshopped the story the whole way. 
And I was, we looked up and we, we have a lot of homages to the original story of, of creature from the black lagoon, you know, like, you know, fossils are involved and, and, you know, it's, it's really, it's, but there's a cold new twist to it. So I want to do things that I want to show, but the way I like to do my writing style is you do things that are different, but the same, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like for instance, um, there's uh, Spencer and Locke. Have you you know Spencer and Locke, right? No, not off the top of my head. Oh, that's what if Calvin and Hobbes grew up and became homicide detectives? What? Oh, oh my! Yeah. Oh wow! I have not oh, heard of that. No, oh, I will write that down right now. You've never I'm doing it. it. Oh my God, Spencer and Hobbes. Oh, Spencer and Locke. Yeah, Spencer and Locke. Spencer and Locke. Yeah, Spencer and Locke. Yep. And Done. he. They, they just got the second arc as being greenlit, and they're having a, a dark Beetle Bailey in it, and all that kind of stuff. It's great. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Oh my god, that makes yeah. Sense. It's dark Hanna Barbera universe that they got going on at DC, which is killing it. Yes, yes, they are absolutely. Like I'm, I'm, I'm actually very thrilled with DC. So that that Batman Metal stuff, man. Like everybody is just eating it up and telling me how great it is. I, I still have yet to read it. I've just been reading Mister Miracle, and I just crying. I haven't done that yet. I'm waiting for it to be collected so I can sit all together and read it. I am reading Tom yeah. King Batman, though, and oh my god, I'm buying that monthly. I've never yeah. thought I would be buying Batman monthly. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I've read it for the arcs. And the fact that, like, the, his character development is just so insane, you know? I know. It's crazy. Oh, I, it's good. I, I can't wait to see him tackle on, like, other characters, too. Yeah, let's talk about some accidental aliens because I'm a backer. Boop, boop, boop. I got yeah. my, yeah, dude, it's awesome. I, I'm so happy with it. Yeah, well, you know, like in between all my working and moving and stuff, I was able to knock out a script, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and uh, there was I only had a few rewrites, which was good, and then the the braiding. Uh, and like I said, like he would say thing. He said a lot of stuff to me that just made sense. He's like, find out what you need the people to know and do yeah. go from there. Yeah. And like, I never thought of it like that. Like I'm a storyteller naturally. And I, I kind of do that, but I never thought about like breaking it down even like deeper, like what, what needs to be shown and said and all that stuff. Cause comics is such a different thing than just sitting on a stage and talking with a microphone. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's a, just there. It's an interactive experience. You can't just like, you know, you got to write and like, acting like I, there's so much to it you know and um i freaked out my dogs a lot writing because i i would you know mimic out fight scenes and stuff like that and freak them out <laughs> but, <laughs> dude i i do that and i'm not even working on anything and i just scare everybody around me like the the, the neighbors won't they won't even let their kids like like every t- like they just look don't look at the crazy man don't look at the crazy man i'm just kidding that's not true i don't <laughs> my neighbors don't have kids we're all millennials <laughs> none of us have kids <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do all your parents live with you too, or no? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you said that there's that the group kind of came together. Like, who oversaw it, and like, what were the what, what were some of like the rules that you that y'all couldn't break, and like, like, what were some of the the other rules or whatever with this anthology? Well, this anthology was uh, about heart, you know, which yeah. was kind of like a weird kind of thing to go with it. And me and the writer, uh, the other writer, because everyone else is a writer artists or just straight artists um 
and then they would you know hire on a writer or whatever and then me and this guy named travis he we were both writers and we had to hire on and we both took the heart thing literally because both of us have hearts getting ripped out of chess in both of our books so (laughs) (laughs) which wasn't it we didn't make like we didn't. We should have talked because his story is dust. Mine is tale of rust, and they both had hearts ripping out of it. And <laughs> we should have had a little more communication there. You know, just strictly from a from a marketing perspective and branding. Yeah. But yeah. But I mean, they're all really cool. Uh, Travis. Um, he he has another series that he does under the Accidental Aliens imprint called the Cherub, uh, the Unstoppable Cherub. Yeah, the Unstoppable Cherub. Um, because he's he's handy capable or yeah. uh, kill me if I don't know the proper PC term but he's got he's got smaller arms and stuff and he okay. wanted to bring a character to life that kind of like you know has those kind of issues and how it could use it as like a be like a superhero and fight heroes oh, you know, that's awesome I love that that's a good idea you know and uh, then you have Scott Scott lost who's the main alien the uh, fearless leader, or I forget his title. <laughs> Alien Supreme. <laughs> yes, exactly. Perfect. He uh, he originally he loved comics growing up. He got into it, started drawing, and then uh, put it away to start a professional wrestling career. And what? then uh, he was a professional wrestler for a while, and then decided that he was th- kind of done with that and went back into drawing comics and collecting Funko Pops. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Collecting Funkos. Right, as you do. Um, oh, you should totally awesome. and Travis on your show. They're great. They're great. Oh, I would I would absolutely love to. That sounds great. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do all, all three of you guys. Um Oh man. So I, I guess I guess we'll continue on the uh, the Comic Con train that we kept talking about. So Accidental Aliens is gonna be at Comic Con. What is the panel and what's gonna pan- what's the panel gonna be about? Yeah, what are we gonna expect? Um, well, I'm going. I'm going to go full frontal, obviously. Um, obviously, that's, that's uh, the only reason I'm going. No, I'm just right. kidding. That's 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 the it's the main reason. There's yeah. other reasons too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you know we're gonna t- we're gonna talk about you know um, things like you know what it was like our processes and doing stuff, how we got hooked in with the aliens, uh, our views on comic conventions and stuff like that, and just the scene in general yeah. and. It's going to be really interesting. Emily, God forgive me, I forget her last name. She did the very first story in the anthology, and it was – she watercolored all of her pages. So she Whoa. spent like close to 10 hours, maybe even longer on each of her – yeah, I think it was close to like 12 or something hours on each page, eight yeah. hours of which is just coloring it. You know what I mean? Jeez. And it came out – so gorgeous, and I it was really cool. And I wish I could get some. I'm gonna ask her if I could buy some of her originals because they're so gorgeous looking, and they came out so great. You worry about that kind of stuff, you know, going traditional, yeah. And, yeah. and you know, getting into that that digital print age, you know. But man, it, it pulled off great. Sweet. Um, and yeah, you know, we're just we're gonna. It's you know, normal indie indie panel you know we talk about why we love the scene you know what you can expect from us in the future if we're going to do you know what we're going to talk about the next anthology and our plans with all that which i've kind of pretty much covered mostly my all my stuff you're you're pretty much gonna hear all the same stuff from me in this panel (laughs) that you heard from me in this interview but it's okay not everyone will be able to be there you know so yeah (laughs) so what we hear is what we get in other words 
Well, there'll be a lot more because there'll be, you know, some actual artists talking about stuff. You know, my process is is real simple, you know, throwing some music and then just write. (laughs) Yeah, and and scaring everybody around you. (laughs) Well, just my dogs, thank God. So, yeah, that's good. (laughs) That's good. That's good. They'll bounce back and be like, all right, but are you going to give us a treat? Like, <laughs> um, sweet. And then so uh, so at the panel, you have a bunch of indie creators on there. Um, I, I guess, like, is this going to be a lot of their first panels? Um, no, I believe they had one last year. Uh, and they do panel like these small panels and a lot of they they hit the they're hustlers. I mean, they do WonderCon. They do, you know, as SD Comic Fest. They hit the SoCal scene hard, you know. That's awesome. And how long have they been in existence? Uh, so they got together. This was originally put together as a, just a drink and draw kind of hangout meetup kind of yeah. situation. And then they're like, you know, we should all just put a – we're all really good. We should just make a book. So that's <laughs> what they did. Yeah, but and when did I- they start – Oh. Uh, I I don't know the timeline. I know last this is the second anthology. Last year was the first anthology. Okay. okay. So yeah, cool. I think it was just like a, just a cool creator meetup kind of group, and then it just evolved into like, hey, let's just do a project together, guys. That's awesome. And how did you get? Um, or I, what do you suggest people to you know look for when they're looking for a group for you know to join? You know, Meetup is a good place. Uh, you know, uh, I wouldn't suggest using uh, Tinder. I don't think that's a good place to meet art. <laughs> you need uh, some weirdos. So. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, you know, there's so many Facebook groups. is a really good way to network now and talk to people yeah. and do all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I know a guy. Yeah, Meetup. You know, there, there was a Meetup group set up in Portland that I actually would go to every once in a while. Um, you know, and they have them all over the place and that's a really good place to kind of meet people, you know, yeah. and at conventions obviously. And just, you know, Instagram, Instagram seems to be a good home for a lot of artists, you know? Nice. Well, that sounds great actually. And, uh, you know, give us in your opinion, what is your method of writing? What, what is, what is a key thing that you would take all that you would give to all the potential writers out there to further them. I mean, what, what what would be the key advice that you would give to them? If you had to sum it up maybe in one concise sentence or even two or as many as you want. Well, especially like, like before (laughs) they go into a, (laughs) just give, do it in eight words or less. No, um, no, I also, especially like when you're doing, uh, (laughs) when, when you're like kind of joining a new group, like how do you kind of put yourself out there? I guess. All right, so I'll just go through all those questions as I get them. (laughs) Uh, If my biggest advice I can give to writers or aspiring writers is reread and rewrite constantly. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Constantly. Um, The other thing I would say is take criticism. Straight up, if you can't take criticism, you are literally in the wrong industry. You know, Matt Hawkins always says – when people ask him, you know, for a portfolio review, he's like, do you want the truth or what? Like, you know, because <laughs> right. the truth. They just want to be told that they're great. You know, my kids say yeah. I'm great. You know, my friends at home say I'm great. My grandma says, yeah, well, that's cool. <laughs> Those are people that are going to be hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, buying your issues, you know, so. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, take criticism and music. music is a big inspiration for me. Um, yeah. 
it's um, the, you're, when you listen to music, your subconscious does things that you don't even realize is happening, and it can really trigger some amazing inspirational things. I once was yeah. listening to corn uh, while I was doing the dishes, and I held the knife a certain way, and I, it just oh sparked this thing I've been trying to work out in my head for a script. And I sat down, and I was up to like 3 in the morning just finishing this this issue script for this book I was working on. Yeah. And, you know – that's another thing too. Like when you have inspiration, just get down and do it. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes it it comes and it goes and when it's there, you need to take advantage of it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I like that. I couldn't agree more. That's uh, some great advice right there. That's, that's good. I think that's what every aspiring writer needs to hear about actually. And this is the most, this goes across the entire world of all creators and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Live life. Live you. Life is about life is about living. Okay, creation about life. So you have to live life to create. Yep. Yep. And I can't put that enough. I I know so many talented people that just sit at their house all day. You know, and they work on stuff and they never can come up with new things. And I'm like, go out and live. Go do something you've never done. You know. Yeah. I go out of my way to do new experiences all the time. I was just in Morocco for a stranger. Kidding. Yeah, <laughs> a stranger, you know. I'm making that right. like, might be easier to run away, but <laughs> I like the, I like the very carpe diem type of message you're giving there. That's, that's very it. good, actually. It's like so that. you, and that's what I love about it. Yeah, you can't. I mean, obviously, I I don't have. There's no inspiration for my life for Tale of Rust. There's no anthropomorphic walruses that are cyborgs or you know techno Vikings or anything, but. Uh, in it's other okay. cases, you can really find. It's okay. The government's not listening. I'm just letting you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that just changes everything, now, doesn't it? But you know, sometimes uh, you really write from the heart and and stuff like that. Ryan Katie, for instance, you know his his thing he did for Archie Moose, which yeah, I don't know mm-hmm. if you read that that he made me care about Moose. Like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> along, I don't know. I'm I'm paraphrasing because he told me this. Uh, he was talking to Brian Hill. You know, he's like, you know, Brian's like, just write about your life. And he's like, yeah, but no one's gonna want to hear another story about a suburban white kid, you know. And then he's like, <laughs> well, maybe one day they will. And then boom, he got the he got the moose job, and he nailed it. It's yeah. so hard, you know. Absolutely. So read that. <laughs> that that's a really really good book. Yeah, like yeah. I'm not big on Archie, but like he made me care about a character. I never thought I would, you know. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like Moose of all people, who would have thunk it? <laughs> Ryan's hey, so talented, and like I'm, I'm so glad you're writing too. Like you have no idea. I'm so glad like seeing your work and everything. It's just it's always, or it, no, it's always it is awesome. So I'm so glad. Thank you do. Now, you know, now, I really appreciate. Now I have a part of you on my computer forever. <laughs> I got the PDF. That's why. That's why. Well, that, well, that's that's one way of putting it. Definitely. My little. Okay, I guess before we go, uh, is there anything you want to plug? Anything else you're working on at the moment? Um. Uh, nothing. I have I have a few projects in development right now. Uh, I'm working on finding some artists, but right now the big the main project that's actually happening in Greenlit is the Tale of Rust Two for the next year's anthology, yeah, uh, which will be. Tale, which will be Walter and Leif against uh, the creature of the Black Lagoon. That oh, is awesome. I love it. Oh, yeah, man. 
there's going to be layers to the Black Lagoon. <laughs> say that. You're, you may cry. Okay. You like Shape of Water crying? Oh, no. I Not cried so much. No, this is sex free. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do you have any other, anything so else? Oh. Yeah. Actually, to be quite honest, you've hit on just about everything. I mean, your comments with regard to the writing and everything, that just struck home right to what I needed to do, especially what you said regarding writing and rewriting, man. I could not have heard a better bit of advice right there, man. Yeah. I, I'm just glad to see everything coming together for you like that. Oh, yeah. You need to you need to hear this because you're about to be a DM. Yes, I am because yeah, ironically, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be uh, DMing my first campaign actually of D and D in a couple of months actually. So yeah, that requires a lot of creativity. That writing can can very much help. Yep. You need to talk to Matt Hawkins. That he is the DM. He's yeah, the master yeah. DM. Okay, if that, yeah. he's the MDM. All right, that's the guy. Matt you, Hawkins you is to- amazing. Yeah, he's the and uh, he uh, uh, he's so much work that man's doing. It's crazy. Yeah, I don't know oh, where I know. he has time to even eat. You know. Yeah, and he oh, makes I these know. and he's make these these so profound, amazing like Facebook statuses. And I'm I like, know. dude, aren't you like doing five different comics right now? Like, like, yeah. like, how are you doing this? Like, and he's like, I have like eight self self help books coming out next month, and like, <laughs> that's what he needs to do. He, he needs to have a self help a self self-help book i can't talk <laughs> oh, that would be a good um, idea you should pitch that to him that would actually be a good idea but you know what don't pitch it to him because then he might put the other projects he's got to do on the back burner so <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay so uh so the aliens the accidental aliens do they, uh, do they have a table or a booth at comic-con the some of, i know scott has a table and i think somebody else has a table uh, I'll be. I uh, you'll have to go to their the Facebooks to see and the Instagrams to see exactly where they're all going to be. I'll of course will be at the Top Cow booth, which is yep. in between the Marvel booth and the Image booth. As always, uh, yeah. Yes, the best real estate I think in the entire convention. Floor, I, I completely agree. Oh, that place is prime property down <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I honestly don't think we have that location. I don't even know if we'd all go like s- straight up. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm shivering right now just thinking about Comic Con. I know me too. I'm so excited. I am too, man. Jeez, I'm excited. (laughs) I'm stressed. I'm I'm already tired thinking about all the stuff walking I got to do. You know, you guys. At least I stay still. You know, you guys are running around all over the place. I don't know how you survive. We have and we have our panel on Saturday night. So, oh, what time is that? At 8 p.m. Oh, damn, I can't go. I'm sorry. It's the top top out dinner, or I totally would. So they can go to the accidental, they can get accidental aliens at those uh, tables, and then uh, I guess talk to you, the top cow. If if you if you haven't met Dylan and you've been to Comic Con, go by Top Cow and meet Dylan because he's like the most amazing person in the world. And uh, but yeah, and so uh, anything else, Dylan? You want you you want to say about uh, accidental aliens or yourself? Yeah, please check us out. We're the you know we're we're indie writers and that means or indie creators and that means we really love what we're doing and we love yeah. the industry and you know support indie maybe not support us but support some indie people you yeah uh, the the worst comic book you ever read almost killed someone to get them out get it out you know so yeah 
Try tr- yes, these sir. are good comics though, so read them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love the assurance right there. Alrighty, and let's end on that. Thanks for thanks for listening in. Check out all other shows and podcasts on iTunes and all other podcast apps, and check out the website, thegrandgeekgathering.com, for articles, videos, and more. You can stay updated on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we stream on Twitch, currently Kingdom Hearts, but we're also starting to do GGG Live, and that's going to be fun. Oh, yeah. The intro has been, has been provided by bensound.com, and you can buy Accidental Aliens where? Where can you buy it if you're not going to Comic-Con? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll have all the information in the article as well. And uh, alrighty, so come and join the gathering. And if you're going to Comic Con, Room Twenty Five ABC, Twenty Five Room Twenty Five ABC at eight p.m. on Saturday for unnecessary debates. We are back at Comic Con. Oh and yeah! Have a great week. <laughs> See you at Comic Con and G G G. So we.